world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. are live good morning good evening good afternoon everybody wherever you are in the world this is everybody's favorite new show on the red pill project morning coffee with yours truly vince taglivia and my partner in truth my co-host andrea good morning andrea how you doing good morning i am well how are you doing all right kind of a hectic morning but we're here we're good everything's fine I had a crazy weekend too, by the way, but this is a show, everybody, where we talk about the news and events in the morning to kickstart our days. We pick several stories uh, from across the globe and in our own backyards and discuss them to try to figure out the truth and to open up this public discourse and uh, something that we need in this world because valuable conversations are something that are being left by the wayside as everybody becomes more and more divided but we need to have these difficult conversations and look at the facts and be objective so that's a little bit of the idea behind morning coffee of course we utilize this time to drink our hot beverages preferably coffee or tea or something caffeinated so get your coffee we're gonna get going right into the news it's been a wild weekend. We're going deep into the globalist's dark, dark den of evil. Yes. Yep. That's where we're headed, right? Yep. Pretty much, man. And everything that we suspected could be true, all the weirdest, wackiest, most on-the-fringe conspiracies, in quotes, are just 
seeming to be more like prophecies and uh, day by day we just get deeper down the rabbit hole and uh, we're just some casual observers in this uh, wonderland so good morning everyone hope you had a good weekend Uh, we're going to get right into it but I want to start with a little quote here that is by Carl Sagan and it is this If we can't think for ourselves, if we're unwilling to question authority, then we're just putty in the hands of those in power. But if the citizens are educated and form their own opinions, then those in power work for us. In every country, we should be teaching our children the scientific method and the reasons for a bill of rights. When it comes to a certain decency, uh, I'm sorry, with it comes a certain decency, humility, and the community spirit. In the demon-haunted world that we inhabit by virtue of being human, this may be all that stands between us and the enveloping darkness. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty That's pretty spot on, in my opinion. Likewise. You know? And that's exactly what they've done is the opposite of that. Divide. You're uneducated and divided. And... Your opinion is that of the state. Mm-hmm. And those who don't, those who are free thinkers are now demonized. Those who are willing to question the authority and question the science and, you know, think for themselves and want that freedom that comes. Bring the truth forward. um, Yeah, to bring the truth forward. And and we're demonized and we are um, persecuted. Outcasted, literally persecuted. Mm -hmm. It's insane. So... Obviously, Carl Sagan was well aware of this. Yep. Uh, what uh, what an interesting yeah, quote. Yeah, thank it's you for sharing that. More it's, true than ever, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And it's something that we need to be reminded of, you know, uh, regularly. Yeah. Because not being reminded of that is what's led us to this situation, you know. Yeah, I wonder when he said that, because if you heard that five or ten years ago, you might be like, okay, Carl. You know, you might just be like, uh... It'll never happen. And, you know, there's still people out there that you you tell them that this stuff is going on, and they'll be like, oh, that'll never happen. The United States will never fall. Or they just... It's too powerful. Or they just get a little quiet, because it's like... They want to just close their eyes you know that's what i experience like they know it's true but they don't want to acknowledge it they want to just carry on with their normal life everybody that i and that i've talked to about any of this stuff is just is literally in denial of it they might be like oh well yeah things are bad now and they're like but the, the united states can't fall what do you mean it can't fall? I'm sure Rome thought the same thing, right? <laughs> Anything can fall. It's nature. Right? My goodness. All right. Well, so I wanted to start with that because, let's face it, finance. Nothing's happening. We're waiting. We have a big week ahead of us. We have, uh, I believe we have GDP numbers coming out later this week, I think on Wednesday. Uh, so we're expecting a lot of data coming out telling us that we're absolutely doomed. So the markets are kind of just waiting for that to happen. Yep. But uh, in anticipation of that, 
<laughs> we have um, the manipulation of the narrative before it's even happening in anticipation of a recession, a.k.a. a depression, greatest the greatest depression we've ever witnessed, more broad than any depression we've witnessed. Um, they, they're already shaping the narrative. And mm -hmm. let's look at how. Um, let's look at how. We're just going to skip right past uh, finance, really. But this is financial. Um, even if Thursday's... G oh, I guess it's coming out Thursday. Even if there's Thursday's GDP report shows a second consecutive quarter of negative growth, you won't hear the Biden administration using the R, using the R word. And we're not talking about retard. We're talking about mm -hmm. recession. Mm -hmm. They won't say retard either, though, because they're woke. The Council of Economic Advisors is redefining what recession is. There's a statement from the White House. What is a recession? While some maintain that two consecutive quarters of falling real GDP constitute a recession, that is neither the official definition nor the way economists, economists evaluate the state of the business cycle. Instead, both official determinations of recessions and economists' assessment of economic activity are based on a holistic look at the data, including the labor market, consumer and business spending, industrial production, and incomes. Based on these data, it is unlikely that the decline in GDP in the first quarter of this year, even if followed by another GDP decline in the second quarter, indicates a recession. Get the hell out of town. Oh my goodness. So just, you know, it'd be interesting to see what the uh, dictionary definition of recession is, right? It, yeah, and I think it is kind of an open-ended uh, definition, but generally um, everybody kind of comes to a consensus, and I think the hard definition of two consecutive months um, or two consecutive quarters, I've heard different things, of um, a decline, people start calling it a recession. Once it starts going so, down, yeah. The, the the shortened version it says, and I'll just read this like two sentences: a period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by a fall in GDP in two consecutive quarters. Yeah. So although they're not wrong, they're definitely dancing around the issue, and they're going to lie their asses off and really fight as much as they can to pretend everything's fine. Everything's fine. Read your read your mainstream news. Listen to Kramer. Kramer is going to give you the top ten stocks to invest in, and he's going to fix your retirement account. Right? Uh huh. No. Of course. Yeah, they're going to fix it all right. They're going to fix it into where it's nothing. <laughs> they're like, look, it's fixed. <laughs> Sorry, you don't got anything left, but well, it's fixed. <laughs> not only is it fixed, like, it's completely. Life. How could it be broken if it's completely gone? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Well, you know, this is part of their whole Build Back Better. You know, it's not... People think that this whole Build Back Better thing, you know, which we know that you have to tear everything down to build it all back. But I don't think people realize how all-encompassing this really is. Yeah. They're, redef they're literally redefining words. Yeah. And, they're just, and language. And so when you do that, what is it that they're building back right now? the definitions they've tore down the old definitions of things and they're creating new ones because you can't you can't build back better if you're still using the old system and that means the old system of language the old system of learning and it makes you wonder how many times throughout history this has happened hmm. and how our understanding of things has been affected 
by the language that we speak and the definitions that have been given to something. Yeah, and we see... Would be, that's an interesting point. We see that language has changed a lot over time. Mm-hmm. Even just in the last few hundred years that the U.S. has been around. And well, that yeah. makes you think, is it is that really something natural that occurs or is it or forced? I think a lot of it's forced. I think that, um, you know, you take, you take a look at just a few simple words. Gay, a hundred years ago, meant happy. Now it means somebody of now, a different sexual orientation. Now it means monkeypox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What is it going to mean a hundred years from now? Um, uh, the word weed was something that grew, you know, in your yard that was unwanted, that wasn't healthy. And now we use it for, you know, a term plants. for healthy plants. Exactly. That they don't want you to have because there's medicinal uses to them. Like, and I'm not weed. talking about, and I'm not talking about just cannabis. I'm talking about dandelions dandelions and um purslane you know purslane is a common weed that's found all over the u.s and most people kill it right i found some in my in growing voluntarily in a pot that had a dead plant in it and i went "Ooh, look at that so i repotted it i'm like i told my husband i said how strange is this that i am now repotting weeds hey if they want to grow and it's edible let them grow man exactly so you know language has changed um you know you could look at example after example yeah it's fascinating how they've changed the words and and look at the you know phrases and the colloquial phrases that we used as kids right you know back in the 80s and 90s and stuff and just how language has changed since then you know um seriously and then a couple years ago people were like that's so fat you know, that's and now bad, they use yeah. like now, now they call cars whips, and I was like, "That's been what the hell is a that's whip? been happening for like twenty years." That they call cars whips. Yeah. Oh, I'm really behind. I'm really <laughs> old, I guess I don't know. Maybe fifteen. I don't know. Thanks. <laughs> People still call cars whips. I don't know. I don't know anybody who calls cars whips anymore. Uh, Tom was telling me he's like somebody was like that's so whip oh, <laughs> like your cars and I was like wait a minute wait as an adjective yeah oh yeah that's new yeah that's so, I was like what does that even mean he's like I don't know that's <laughs> whip like, yeah Ugh. I'm like whip like whip cream I feel I, old I know right <laughs> that's this so is what weird. I'm saying you know um, no cap. so it's interesting that's to so see whip. It's interesting to see um, how language changes, you know. Anyway, but it is they're they're using that as part of their agenda to indoctrinate and brainwash and keep people going in the direction that they want them to go. And people just catch yeah. on because it's you know it's catchy and it's fun and it's, it's new and it's, it's easy way. Trendy. It's an easy way for them to deconstruct a valid argument, too. If I go up to somebody and I start talking about the economy and I just drop the word recession, that's going to be their straw man argument is, you don't even know what a recession is. It's not even technically a recession. You know what I mean? It just right. completely yep. ends the conversation. Annihilates. Yep. And that's their goal. They don't want constructive conversations. Yep. <sighs> so, yeah, this is an all-encompassing build back better. They're tr- literally trying to rebuild our language but it's not- and our definition of words like the whole i can't define what a woman is i'm not a biologist 
Right. We've seen the definition of woman change. You know? I mean. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Rant over. over. That's all we have for finance, folks. Uh, (laughs) Now, Jim with the weather, as Josh Josh says. We should get a weatherman. That'd be funny. You know, it was funny because he's always like, and back to Tom with the weather. And I was like, come on, Tom. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, if we ever go down in history, I said, I'll try to, I'll try to get you included in the history books too as the weatherman. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Tom would just be like, the weather's all fucked up everywhere. (laughs) I don't know. See Kim Trill's day. (laughs) Yeah. We never saw, we never saw um, Bob Ross paint these clouds that we're seeing outside. (laughs) <laughs> now today we're painting happy little chemtrails <laughs> and you get a happy little chemtrail and you get a happy little chemtrail <laughs> this one's full of heavy toxins and metals alright <laughs> right. <laughs> right, let's talk about a little bit of the news happening here outside of the financial realm uh, looks like for the most part at least yeah we're moving out of there Definitely. If you go ahead and take this one, I want to take the next one. Just okay. FYI. Don't mind if I do. And we're definitely, like I said, we're going to see some uh, some big booms as far as the economy goes, but prepare for the fake news media to uh, shape that narrative. It's not going to be pretty. I nope. could, uh, I'm guessing. So, caught. Michigan News Channel post results to Republican primary election. That's not until next week. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not surprised. They already published their fake results. Michigan News Channel 3 published the results to the Republican primary election. Rhino Tudor Dixon won. And Trump hater Pete Meyer won his race too. There's just one thing the Michigan Repu- Republican primary is not for another week on August 2nd. Oops. Oh my gosh. So this oh, yeah, just reminds me. And everything. <laughs> they have percentages and everything. And this just reminds me of when they stole the election from Candace Taylor. They already have it figured out or whatever. What the hell? Or maybe, yeah, I don't know. Benefit of the doubt, let's just say they have the article ready to be published and they have placeholder numbers. But the fact that they have even any type of ranking there is uh, very suspect. This is. I think an indication of the cheated election results and how they, they the media also, pushes that shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. They also said, "Oh well, we're just having somebody test our machines." Oh yeah. That's what their that's what their excuse was. Mm. <laughs> really? And you publish that as news, and don't say anything about this. You know, it'd be one thing worth, hey, you know, we're testing our machines, and this is the results that we got from that test. And it shows this much of an accuracy rating, right? That's how you would report this. Not this. These are the results of the election, right? There, this is ridiculous, man. So, well, um, yeah. So, an update on Candace. Uh, I saw her say that she's going to be starting some lawsuits. So. I don't know where they're at on it or what's going on, but that was her plan. Everybody was like, I know, really putting a lot of pressure on uh, us. Well, yeah, I saw a lot of comments and people online like, tell Candace to do something. Uh, 
you know, you guys talk about this, but there's always no action. And what are you? What is Candace doing about it? And well, she's collecting data, and it looks like um, arming herself with information. And she is going to go forward with trying to hold these people accountable. Unfortunately, it's it's incredibly difficult and time consuming, and all this. But that is her plan, and that seems like what she's doing. Hopefully, we can get an update from her soon and know exactly what is going on. But it looks like also she's incredibly forward. expensive. Yeah, and this is something that she's got to. If she's wanting to do this, she's got to you know do this through a grassroots movement. Yeah, in a time where the economy is in a recession, because I'll say it. Yeah, um, and people are struggling. Well, right now. You said the R word. Shh. I also say recharge too. We so. can't say any R words anymore. They've all been redefined. We just need to get rid of it. Have twenty-five letters. I mean, who needs twenty-six anyway? <laughs> get rid Even of though R. my vote would be for the letter X, because who really needs that? <laughs> and then those non-gendered, you know, people. Latinx. Yeah, Latinx or whatever, or MX. Like you see a lot of Mix. them that are MX. <laughs> and it, now, because they're not a Mister or a Miss or a Mrs., they're MX. <laughs> You wouldn't be able to use your gender X anymore. Let's get rid of that one. <laughs> anyway. So funny. We can move on. <laughs> so the next story we have is interesting. Yeah. It's um, It seems like kind of a, a know-nothing little story, but I think there's bigger implications here, and I think this kind of gives a general idea of where people are at, and not yeah. just citizens, but um, law enforcement. So we had an yeah. entire North Carolina police department resigns in protest over progressive town manager. Uh, this is on Zero Hedge. Town manager. Yeah. Town manager. Yeah. So this is, you're talking local politics in a local area in a small town in North Carolina. So like I said, it seems like kind of a know-nothing story. But when you read it, it, it kind of makes you go, hmm. You know, because you don't hear about these things. And if you put this on a larger scale, it obviously has much bigger implications. The entire North Carolina Police Department resigned Friday after a new town manager was hired. Police officers and other officials in the small town of Kenley submitted mass resignation letters citing stress, a hostile work environment, and an inability to continue the department's long-term betterment projects. Fox News reports. In a letter to town manager Justine Jones, police chief Josh, Josh Gibson expressed regret toward the negative changes he felt were occurring in the department. Quote, in my 21 years at the Kenley Police Department, we have seen ups and downs, but especially in the last three years, we have made substantial progress that we had hoped to continue. However, due to the hostile work environment now present in the town of Kenley, I do not believe progress is possible, Gibson wrote. Gibson made the shocking announcement in a Facebook post on Thursday saying the assistant town manager and a key clerk had joined him and his five officers in quitting in protest. Quote, I have put my two weeks notice along with the whole police department, he wrote of the force he has served with for 21 years. The new manager has created an environment I do not feel we can perform our duties and services to the community. He wrote of Justine Jones, who took up the position early last month. Local outlets report that neither the police department nor Jones has been willing to speak to the media on the nature of these complaints. <laughs> Gibson's letter was only one of several resignations that were made publicly available after the mass exodus. Quote, 
It is with a heavy heart that I take this action. I have been with the town since 2004 and fully expected to finish my law enforcement career with the town of Kinley. Unfortunately, there are decisions being made that jeopardize my safety and make me question what the future will hold for a Kenley police officer, wrote Officer G.W. Strong. While all others addressed their resignations to Gibson, the police chief himself submitted his to Jones. Jones was hired as a town manager last month after serving in various local government positions in other states. Her new position was celebrated by the town of Kenley in a June press release. She had started on June 2nd after a nationwide search, according to a statement which said that Jones has dedicated her career to public service over the last 16 years during which she worked in progressively responsible positions with local governments in Minnesota, Virginia, South Carolina, and North Carolina, the town wrote in the statement. She began her municipal career as an executive assistant to the city manager and national urban fellow in the city of Norfolk, Virginia. Here's the really interesting part. The release did not mention, however, how she had sued a previous employer in neighboring South Carolina for racial discrimination after she was fired in March of 2015, according to WRAL. She accused Richland County leaders of hostile treatment and for not paying her fairly because she was black and had a disability court doc show. She also accused the county of discriminating against her because she was a whistleblower who reported serious fraud, wrongdoing, and violations of the law. The lawsuit was voluntarily dismissed in April of 2017 court record show without elaborating on why. Before getting hired by Kenley, she, ins- she listed herself as principal CEO of her own consulting company, Word of Mouth Real Time, her LinkedIn shows. <laughs> cool. Police leadership <laughs> and active duty officers were joined in their resignation by other officials. So basically, you have an entire town whose government structure has now fallen apart yeah. because they must- of this one person i would imagine i'd imagine she's rolling out stuff that um actually is endangering officers or making the positions undesirable which would be causing this mass exodus and which we're seeing in larger cities like chicago and seattle and portland and san francisco you know with the whole defund the, the defund the police uh stuff that's happened over the last two years yeah and if they can't defund the police they hobble them I mean, that's literally what they do. They tie their hands behind their back and like, you can't, like there's places, I can't remember specifically right off the top of my head. I want to say Chicago because you hear a lot about them in the news, right? Where they're no longer allowed. If a criminal runs from them, they're no longer allowed to give chase. Washington state too. That's Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Portland is the same way. You're also defunding um, or not defunding. You're also decriminalizing you know all of these class a um, drugs yeah you know methamphetamine heroin cocaine all of these are being decriminalized and so you know you don't even get in trouble anymore you have officers um, can't do anything and i actually talked to a police officer about this in seattle and they're disgusted with it but they're kind of they just go along with it you know yeah, and I am I am really glad to see these people standing up and saying no, we're not going to take this. Yeah, you know, of course. Now, what what's happened as a result of this is that the sheriff's department for that county has been like, you know, we're going to protect the people of of Kenley, blah blah blah, right? But they're they don't they're not going to fall under the jurisdiction of this town manager, whoever she is. 
Like the sheriff's department runs things the way that they want to based on county rules and laws. So they could tell her to stick it up her butt, right? Yeah, they could tell her to... But I think we need to do more of this kind of stuff. We need to see more of this happen. And, you know, people standing up. We've got good police officers that are leaving because of this stuff. And you're going to create a situation where it's the wild, wild west because the truth is is there isn't going to be enough sheriff's deputies patrolling the county after a while. Yeah, and Josh covered this last week. They're going to increase funding for police officers now under Biden. And uh, we were talking about who they're going to put in these positions. What are they going to use this funding for? Well, increasing force numbers. Who is going to get those jobs? Well, I would guess you need to be vaccinated. You need to be fully woke. And you need to be ready to enforce your, your radical left ideologies i could really see a push they're going to use the dei and esg standardization yeah i could see a push from george soros's puppets and through his funding that that is geared towards getting radical leftists into these positions to enforce laws and of course you know you get a police force that's corrupt and it's not good because um it's a very hard battle to win legally well, and it's really hard, too, when you've got a small town like this and, you know, this police force, they they live in this town. This is their communities. Yeah. These are, are their their neighbors, their family members, their their communities. And they probably know everybody. They have a relationship already built with these people. And now you're going to, you know, get rid of that completely and bring in sheriff's deputies who may or may not live in that community, may or may not have relationships with people in that community. And it's going to create a tension there that shouldn't exist, you know? Yeah, we see that. Um, We see that already is officers mm -hmm. working in neighborhoods that they don't live in, and it creates this dissociation and arguably a difference in how they would behave otherwise. It's an interesting dynamic there. Um, And, you know... Coming from somebody who lives in a small town where there is no police department, there used to be, um, but we now have the sheriff's deputies patrol our our area, our neighborhoods. Yeah. And but we're fortunate in the fact that most of the sheriff's deputies and the sheriff himself live in this community. Cool. So it makes a difference because these are our neighbors, these are our family members, these are people that are in our community that you you know, you run a chance of running into them at the store or getting ice cream or, you know, wherever you're going. Yeah. And any sheriff so, that I've talked to is definitely pro Second Amendment and like, yeah, protect your shit if you need to type of guys. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it is here, too. I have yeah. I have the utmost faith in my sheriff that's that's here. I think if he had to. I don't think he would have a problem deputizing people. Yeah, and that's the um, thing. In, area. in these little communities, I'm sure all these officers are resigning and somebody might go to them and say, this is totally hypothetical, but they might be like, what are we going to do about crazy people in our neighborhood? And the officer's probably thinking, I'm not stopping carrying a weapon. <laughs> I'm just not a police officer anymore. I'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just um, not going to arrest you. And I think um, communities are going to have to start stepping up and policing themselves and holding each other accountable in a legal, lawful way. 
But I think that really we're coming to this point of uh, you can't rely on an emergency service like this in today's day and age. You really can't, especially in an emergency that's uh, time sensitive. It's just not ideal at all. Uh, Yeah, there's a saying that says when seconds count, the police are minutes away. Exactly. Unfortunately, they may not ever come in a big emergency like we might see or like we did see with the summer of love. You're not going to get a police officer that day. No way. Well, not to mention the fact that especially like in rural areas and stuff like this, if you're not able to defend yourself and protect yourself, you, you could not only be shot, but you could bleed out in the time that it would take for somebody to get to you. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen right away. And I think we're going to start seeing this more and more in in big cities where police departments are being defunded or they've run their run through their budgets of, you know, for gasoline for their cars. Yeah, we already you know? are. And they're like, well, we're not responding to this or we're not responding to that. What happens if, you know, they're like, well, sorry, we can't get to you. I think I think they're going to try to restructure the police departments and they're going to turn over everyone who's there and replace them with really extremist woke people. And they're going to start enforcing crazy shit. Honestly, I think we could go that way. We'll see, though. Yeah. And it's just sad, you know, because our police are, you know, for years and years and years and years um, have developed relationships with their communities and stuff like that. And now they're being demonized um, by the people that they, they are protecting. And that's sad to me. Totally. Shows the it shows the disintegration of society as a whole, you know. And now, unfortunately, what you're left with are all of your good police officers are leaving the force because it's dangerous, it's unsafe, yeah. And there's no motivation for them to want to do that job anymore with the bullshit and the red tape and the garbage that they have to go through. Yeah, I, I want to put a note here to follow up with this. I want to see if they do fire her or what what happens right. because... I hope they do. I hope they get rid of her and get somebody else in that position and are able to put all of those people... Because now that's, there's five police officers um, plus however many more. So you're looking at, what, a dozen people that are now unemployed? Well... Because of one person. Well, they don't need dispatchers either now, and they don't, you know, it's probably more than that. Think about all the support just for one officer or one department. It's probably, it could be 20 people, you know. And then, like, who, yeah, bizarre, man. It's it's an interesting, and like I said, for something, for a story that um, seems really small and kind of meaningless, it really, I think, just goes to show you what's happening all over the U.S. I mean, granted, this is in North Carolina. We see this happening on a larger scale in places, you know, your bigger cities and oh, stuff like that. We saw ex- exoduses from every city, from yeah, a lot of officers. But, who... but typically people are like, well, it only happens in big cities. Well, no, it doesn't. You know, it happens in places like Kenley, North Carolina, which I've never heard of, you know, and it happens in, you know, places like Nebraska or New Mexico or Idaho that nobody's ever heard of. These small towns. They're getting their woke people in positions. Because George Soros, he's bought all the big cities and now he's working on the small towns. And that's how they take over. And we've got to stop it. 
we have to stop it. You know, is if I was a citizen of Kenley, um, I would be putting a petition together to get rid of this town manager and be like, get my police force back in here. That's what I would do. I'd yeah. start that petition. And so if you've got stuff going on in your area uh, or in your town that's oh. like this, yeah, get involved. For sure. That's how we. That's how we get our country back. We start getting. We start on a small level. Absolutely, get involved in your community. Um, mm -hmm. All right, onward here. Of course, we have this Ukraine situation still going on. The U.S. announces two hundred and seventy million dollars in new military aid to Ukraine, including rocket systems. I also saw them announce their. Uh, like suicide drone systems being sent as well so a lot of arms and money still being sent to ukraine just announcing just day after day after day it seems like but really it's like every few days you got another lump sum of cash and weapons weapons caches going to ukraine we're not the only ones sending money and weaponry by the way either so it makes you wonder um, what they're doing with that because this is yeah. completely unprecedented well, it's from going, any war that I've seen in my life. Evidence came out that they were having these weapons being donated to Ukraine uh, that these were ending up on the black market and going to other countries. On top of this, uh, I saw an investigation I didn't read the whole thing but I saw the headline that um, the Gateway Pundit did I think and showing that we're still sending a bunch of money to Afghanistan but that it's kind of behind the curtain I think I curtain. saw that yeah. so we'll have to look into that maybe we could report on it tonight but yeah. we also talked about this last week Ukraine liquidated a lot of its gold So and the amount that they liquidated in comparison to what they're being given by other countries mostly the US is minuscule so we ask ourselves why are you liquidating this relatively small amount of gold when you're getting all these cash lump sums and weapons and everything like it's very suspicious and i think we all know the answer they're laundering money they're paying each other they're corrupt as heck they're milking the country for everything it has for them while they have control and it's this sick world war that we see developing yeah um i don't i think that's pretty much all we have on that but we're going to keep seeing this we'll see we're going to see escalation, I think, and hopefully it doesn't go um, where it could, which would be nuclear um, with Russia. But this isn't slowing down, and they're not negotiating. So, and Russia said it's not they're, getting better. Yeah, Russia's advancing into the west of Ukraine. Uh, anyway, um, this next one, I mean, is just, I guess, our new segment called um, "We Told You So." <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, or you know, conspiracies come true, maybe or something. We need. I, to I like. I told you so. Better. <laughs> sure we called this like a year ago. <laughs> I told you so. We were ostracized. <laughs> we were called conspiracy theorists. We were spit upon by the people who knew better than us. Right. FBI probe determines Chinese-made Huawei equipment could disrupt U.S. nuclear arsenal communications, according to CNN, the Communist News Network fake news organization. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yep. Remember, year, yeah. remember when Trump took control over our grid, especially as it pertained to Texas, and got rid of Huawei's components and was mm. saying this kind of thing? 
and everyone said, "Ah, oh, what the hell? You're he so crazy!" Yeah, and uh, Josh went on about it, and well, here we are. They're setting the narrative. Oh shit! Yeah, we're fucked because we put all these Chinese parts back into our infrastructure as soon as we brought Biden in. First week he was there, it was probably I think one of the things he did was shit on the infrastructure, everything that uh, Trump did to secure oh, yeah. it. Um, so interestingly enough, uh, we were right on that. Uh, it looks like it's entering the mainstream narrative. Hopefully they don't say. Hopefully we don't see the results of this. But you know, what if they just disable the freaking system, like because they have that capability because it's so infiltrated, they just go boop. All right, you, we own they could. Now. I mean, there's nothing to say that they can't just shut the grid off, right? Maybe. I mean, if they if they have the capabilities of disrupting the communications for a nuclear arsenal, who's to say that they can't do that <clears throat> with the rest of our infrastructure? Yeah. Our power grid. You know, I yeah. mean, it, it's one of those things that. How are you gonna really have? Dangerous. How are you gonna have the most dangerous weapons known to mankind? And then call China and be like, hey, I need some parts for my nuclear arsenal. Could you send me over something that I could use as a like really critical component of this whole thing functioning? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course they're going to put a safe fail safe in there for them or a hack or a whatever, you know? Well and we allow this is the this is the danger of allowing foreign countries or companies who are from foreign countries to own land in the United States. I yeah. don't know why anybody would allow that at all. <clears throat> it's like, if you want to own land in the US, in my opinion, then you buy it as a, a, a you know, part of trying to become a citizen of this country. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty much like that around the world. I don't know. Um, like, I was just looking into different things because that's what I do. Um, and if you want to get, like, citizenship to Brazil, you have to be able to invest in property and show how you're going to help the Brazilian economy and how you're going to contribute to society. Yeah. And you it's have normal. to speak their language. Gee, imagine that. And, you know, there's all these things that are required of you to move to other countries if you want to become a citizen of those countries. Yet we don't have the same rules here. We're just like, oh, we're just gonna let anybody come in and buy whatever land you want, do whatever you want to it. Yeah, well, hopefully we can reclaim that. Reclaim that. I hope so. And um, our second segment on, <laughs> our second story on our new segment, we told you we so. Told you, so. <laughs> you want to take this one? Sure. It says you can take someone's DNA and design a weapon that can kill them. House Intelligence Committee member warns people not to share health data with sites like Twenty Three and Me because it can be used to program new bioweapons to target them. Wait so... a second. You mean that conspiracy theory that we were talking about so extensively two and a half years ago? Yep. Yep. You know, I've been oh. talking about this longer than two and a half years. I oh, As yeah? soon as this came out, I was like, why are they advertising this so aggressive? I'm like, why would you do... Yeah. Like, 
Of course, you know, I, I'm one of those that uh, my my husband always accuses me of, you know, watching crime shows so I can learn how to kill him and get away with it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm fascinated by that stuff. Um, yeah. One of the things that I was going to do when I was younger was go, I was going to go back to college and study uh, forensic anthropology mm-hmm. was what I wanted to study it. Um, because that stuff fascinates me. So I, you know, I watch a lot of this stuff, right? And I see how DNA works and I see what happens. And I'm like, well, so stop somebody from planting evidence or, you know, doing. And so, and then through my research and stuff, I discovered, oh, what happens if you decide to mess with somebody's genetics or target like an entire population of people? And I went, oh, this is really bad. And so I would start telling people, I'm like, don't do this. I'm like, don't take these. They're like, oh, I got this 23andMe test. I'm going to find out what nationalities I am. I'm like, you're American. Who cares? Yeah. You know, it's like, do your research the old-fashioned way if you really want to know. I mean, I did that. Even that that goes in the system, and they track everybody's, essentially, family Mm -hmm. trees. Right, but you still wouldn't have the... DNA, which are the building blocks of who they are. I mean, you could determine um, where people came from around the world, and you can say, okay, well, there's, you know, this about Dutch DNA, or this about Russian DNA, or this about Brazilian DNA, you know, so you could get generalized information. But you're not going to get really depth. Yeah, I don't even want to be in that, though. You know what I mean? That's all my point is. Yeah. Um, so there's, I've been telling people for, you know, 10 plus years, don't do this, don't do this. And they're like, you're just crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. I was like, they're selling your DNA. I'm like, they are keeping it in house. I'm like, don't do this. Yeah, not only that, I've heard stories of allegations where people will send in animal DNA and get results back that say, oh, you're 3% black and you're 10% this and 60% that. And it's just totally bogus. They didn't come back and respond, hey, this seems off or anything like that. Ooh. So it just goes to show the um It'd be interesting. I, I should send my Chihuahua's DNA in and see if it comes back that he's from Mexico. Because <laughs> that's where it is. <laughs> oh, maybe. You're like, you're, you're 100% Mexican. I'd be like, congratulations, Wayne. <laughs> 98% taco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it, it, you know, it does say here in this article, it says 23andMe has repeatedly stated that it does not sell off customers' private information, but the DNA company is one of many that has provided information to police upon request. So just keep that in mind, too. If you're a criminal, you know, and you've done this, I mean, you have to be a really dumb criminal, right, to send your DNA to a company that's going to turn it over to the police if they ask for it. But, you know, yeah. it's one of those things that's... Uh, I've never done one. I have no intention of doing it. Dude. I. But the, here's the sad and scary part about it is that how many of your family members have done it? I don't think many, if any. I have quite a few family members that have done it. Hmm. And I'm not 100% sure, but I think my brother may have. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you know? I can't think of um, any, but... I, I can think that, you know, for my family... I've had enough family members that have done this and sent this in that they could put my familial DNA together. They have most. They may not have my specific DNA, but they've got a good portion of what is the building blocks of my DNA. Right. And remember when this came out, when they were talking, when the CDC said that some of the swabs that they received for their PCR testing ended up going 
to DNA tests and stuff, or they mm-hmm. kept that DNA for uses, and that was another thing where I'm like, I'm not doing any swabs. You could keep my DNA. I'm not sending my DNA anywhere. Um, and it ended up happening. It's like, so all of these alarms that go off in our heads, even if they seem far off, I mean, they're all being justified over and over and over again. It's pretty phenomenal. Uh, yeah. It's it's insane. It is. Don't do any of those tests. Don't send, don't send your DNA in if voluntarily to Heck. somebody like that that you don't know and you don't know what they're doing with it. I mean... This yeah. should be common sense, right? Yeah, plus it's like not. plus who handles that? They could just have a rogue worker working in one of these places who has a laboratory in their basement doing creepy stuff with people's DNA. Like right? I don't trust anybody. How am I going to trust somebody that works for 23 and me who's probably like some woke college student with <laughs> with whatever thing they're about? Like, I don't trust this. Heck no. You know, what, what's preventing them from being bribed by a uh, Soros associate and doing corrupt crimes that are seemingly harmless, but that end up destroying humanity? Right. Ugh. Scary. What's going on? Ireland joins Canada and Netherlands and targets farmers with carbon emissions cuts further endangering global food shortages. That's right. We talk about this all the time, you guys. Global food shortages are happening. Mm -hmm. Irish leaders joined the Netherlands and Canada in cracking down on farmers with grueling carbon emission cuts. Um, Farmers in the Netherlands have been protesting for weeks after the government instituted a new plan to bankrupt them and disrupt food supplies in Europe. Farmers' protests in the Netherlands have reached the Royal Palace at Dam Square in Amsterdam. 16-year-old Joki, I don't know how to pronounce this, who was shot by a police officer on Tuesday was released without charges. Um, Opposition leader Geert Wilders released a bombshell letter showing the globalist Dutch government wants to use expropriated agricultural land for asylum centers. So yeah, they do want the land. Around 40,000 Dutch farmers paralyzed traffic in Netherlands and blocked around 20 food distribution centers over the weekend with trucks and tractors. This is still going on. This has been weeks. This is not good. And more countries are following suit. Mm -hmm. Trudeau too. Kevin. Oh my god. Sorry. Um, This isn't good, guys. It's so interesting. Blatantly attacking farmers. Yep. And, and then the whole we've population. got even more of it. Yeah, go ahead. British government is offering farmers a lump sum payments to stop growing food and sell their land. The United Kingdom has introduced a new program that offers lump sum fiat cash payments to farmers who agree to stop farming and sell their often multi-generational family-owned land to the government. According to reports, farmers who accept the cash must either retire or take on a different job of which the government approves. Oh. British government is calling the program Basic Payment Scheme. It is a scheme. (laughs) The purpose is allegedly to fulfill green policy agendas. Older farmers who don't want to change their farming methods are being asked to quit or sell their land. In turn, new farmers can adopt alternative environmentally friendly farming techniques. (laughs) 
Um, so this it says many British farmers are so far in debt due to the government and market corruption that they may have no choice but to close up shop. Uh, there's also, it says a poll suggests that 75% of British farmers are seriously interested in shutting down their farms for 30 pieces of government silver. Wow. So, you know, this is one of those things that it is scary. And then, of course, in here it says, meanwhile, in America, Bill Gates has bought up 242,000 acres of farmland in 18 states. And 268,984 of multi-use land in 19 states. Yeah. In total, I, making him the biggest agricultural landowner in the U.S. I believe we saw a story last week come out where he's being pressured to provide answers as to why he owns all this land and to provide reasons. He should yeah. have to provide answers for that. Because we all know he's trying to push his fake meat, right? Yeah. Um, and, this is and the same thing happened in the US with getting farmers not to grow crops or paid to destroy crops and the agricultural landscape has been completely corrupt and taken over for a long time to where you can't grow certain things you have the whole pesticides you pesticides you have to utilize certain products they've just got complete control over our food and it's not good yeah exactly and the problem is is that people have stopped learning how to grow things yeah yeah. And so they rel you rely on this, right? Like you wouldn't need this as much if people were more reliant on themselves. And so being able to grow your own garden and um, provide food for your family is important because you, there may come a time where you can't, you're not, you're not like, oh, I'm going to have tacos tonight for dinner. I need to go to the store and I need to buy tomatoes and I need to buy onions and I need to get garlic and cilantro. You know, you may not have that option. If you're not growing those things yourself, you may not have access to them. And there's going to be things that, you know, are going to be like, let's say this happens. I may never eat another mango again, because guess what? I can't grow mangoes in Montana. So, which would be, you know, another good reason to move to Brazil, because I'm pretty sure you can grow them down there. Yeah, I don't know. But, hmm. But, you know, it's crazy. So learn learn how to take care of yourself and learn how to feed yourself because there may come a time, you know, I think about this and I've been, we've been busting our butts, getting our garden in the ground and getting everything going and doing all of this stuff. And I've got neighbors all around me and only one other neighbor that's around me has done anything with the garden this year. Hmm. Wow. And I'm like, what are you guys thinking? I'm like, if you could, you know, you can't get groceries and you come knocking on my door thinking that I'm going to give you produce. You're crazy. <laughs> right. At least you know. without a fair trade. And what is a fair trade? Something you need. Well, yeah, I, I know that. I'm just saying what's more important than being able to feed your family. I, there's things you, you no? might want. I mean. There's trades right. you might make, like, oh, I have a shitload of this, and I'll, you have a shitload of that. You know, there's trades you can make. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I could... Right. I'm just... I'm. My point was is that I see what your point is. You yeah. know, if you've got an overload of tomato sauce, you know, but... No freebies, that's for sure. I'm... If someone... Well, I know I get that. Um, don't I'm, trade everything you've got for something else, Don't too. tell anybody you have anything is my thing. Exactly. Hey, yeah. I heard Same. you have. I heard you have. You know, all this. It's like, oh, what are you talking about? 
Yeah. Hey, like, I saw your garden in your backyard. You mind if I? I'd be like, nothing produced anything this year. Sorry. Dude, I'd be like, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on here. Um, we got Ukraine. <laughs> They're moving to criminalize Russian passport application. They don't want their citizens to become Russian citizens, even if uh, they're Russian. So, or you know, Russian descendants or anything, uh, which is you know, they're persecuting their own people. That's because they're scared. They know that people. This, I think, this goes to show you more than anything that the Ukrainian people or people that are living in Ukraine, I can't even say Ukrainian, the people that are living in Ukraine don't want to be there anymore. Like, they don't support the government. Yeah, I wonder how many people would go to Russia legally if they had the opportunity, or how many have already? Probably millions. I think that a lot of people, I think a lot of people are doing this, which is why we're seeing this happen. Because if nobody was interested in becoming a Russian citizen, then there would be no need for Ukraine to do something like this, right? Yeah, it's interesting. North Korea. And then you've got North Korea accuses the U.S. of biological warfare. Yep, following the footsteps of yeah, Putin. Putin. So not that anybody listens to North Korea, but it's interesting that you're seeing. And you know, here's the thing: is that the propagandists are going to say, "Oh, well, that's just because they're an ally with Russia." You know, but the fact that they're coming out and saying this. you know, is interesting. I think they're building a case against the U.S. and other countries with right. the biological terrorism that they're um, alleging. Yeah, so absolutely. They all have to put it out there and yep. uh, start that narrative. So hopefully there's accountability. If what a lot of people believe is true, that uh, chemical weapons have been used in these or developed in these countries like Taiwan and Ukraine and the U.S. and China and many others. Yeah. Did you see this volcano go off? I didn't. I didn't hear anything about this until this morning. Nuevo Pulso Eruptivo. (laughs) This is a volcano in Japan. Sakurajima. Sakurajima. Uh, Looks like during a game here, you can see this volcano begins erupting. What an interesting video. Um, I have another article here, or I'm sorry, not an article, uh, tweet. Japan raises alert for the Sakura, Sakurajima stratovolcano to level five on a five point scale for the first time following a previous eruption. Evacuations ordered. Oh, wow, look at that thing. Yeah. Isn't it funny how, you know, the Earth does what the Earth does, and that is to find its own balance and rebalance what is out of balance. Yeah. Um, so, interesting. I thought it was just kind of notable. That's all I have on that, though. Yeah. Well, isn't it interesting that we're seeing a lot of weather modification stuff happening right now? Yeah. And, and the Earth reacts naturally with stuff like this. Yeah, and it's going to be utilized to push that climate change narrative this is why we need to get electric vehicles i guarantee you there were more carbon emissions that were released from this volcanic eruption than every farm on the planet in the last 10 years (laughs) i don't have to even be a scientist to be able to guess that like this is stupid yeah but don't fart 
Yeah, don't let your cows fart and burp. Oh wait, we have masks for burping cows now. That's so bad. It's terrible. Before we complete our last couple stories here on health, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Left Maryland who donated a buck over there on Rumble and gave us a smiley face. Good to see you. you. Hope you're doing well. Um, Yeah, and she's encouraging people. Please hit that plus button, people. It's free, and it will spread the word. Yeah, so if you're on Rumble, please hit that plus. I see a lot of you have already. Let's try to get up to 17 Rumbles. We're at 15 right now, so if we could get there, that'd be awesome. Um, Thank you all for joining us for our morning coffee. We appreciate it uh, so very much. We still have two stories, so don't take off just yet. Uh, Thank you, Patriotic Pisces, for your support as well, and Lightseeker J. We appreciate it, and... uh, Hope you're having a great Monday morning. All right. What do you say we talk a little bit about uh, health? <laughs> you mean the joke that is health? <laughs> I saw so many deaths over the weekend of healthy individuals just continuing to pass away unexpectedly. Heart attacks. Uh, yeah. One, uh, I think it was a tennis player or something having some kind of weird episode. It looked like maybe a heart attack or stroke or something. Ah, it's just the hell. There was, I think I remember hearing about an actor, like a 46-year-old actor. I don't recall, but it's not a very well-known actor, but I think a 46-year-old actor passed away from SADS. Oh. Um, but that's really the only one I remember hearing about. SADS. Right. SADS. It's sad that people believe this bullshit. Yeah, SADS. You mean... Yeah. It's sad that people believe that SADS is... Now, there is... So, SADS has been around for a long time, right? Sudden adult um, death syndrome? And, it, and it's... Yes. Um, it's It's been around for a while. It's very, very uncommon. Like, it's very... Un- to the point where nobody even heard of it, really. It seems um, kind of like a I bullshit think, disease, where it's like, we couldn't it, determine it, think, a cause of death, so let's just call it SADS. I think what it has to do with is vaccines. I think it's always been vaccines. I think that, you know, someone goes in for their shingles vaccine, right? Yeah, insert vaccine there. Yeah, whatever vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Whatever it is, you know. um, Maybe. And it's a reaction to that. And they're like, oh, well, there's just there's no explanation for this person because they don't even look that direction, right? They never have. Yeah, they're like, they're perfectly um, healthy. They were, they were vaccinated, perfectly healthy. We don't see anything. No causes for concern here. I'm looking at the charts. I I am 100% convinced that SIDS is the same way. So sudden infant death syndrome. Oh, yeah. Probably. I think it's 100%. Probably. Um, I, I think you've got the rare case where, you know, maybe a child rolls over that can't roll back over. And they suffocate, um, and so you've got things like that. Yeah, it's certainly I, a complex list I think of things that could happen. I would say that 99% of the time, maybe since it's vaccine-related. It could be. Very well could be. Um, <laughs> Patriotic Pisces says, SADS is an idiopathic diagnosis. I agree 100% with that. Anyway, moving on. Um... Yeah, uh, Van Halen. Van Halen said that the singer of Happy Mondays died a day after the booster, booster shot. Sad, so unfortunate. Um, 
let's look here. Tedros came out over the weekend and opened his uh, mouth. Uh, of course, Tedros is uh, part of the WHO. I forget his title. The Director General, yeah, of the WHO. Uh, he was also a high-ranking member, if not leader, of a terrorist organization in Africa in his history, among other things. He is a globalist, capital C. Um, he says that he's decided that the global monkeypox outbreak represents a public health emergency of international concern. Um, there was a vote by the panel of the WHO. Eight were against this declaration, and six were in favor. Actually, nine were against, and six were in favor. And Tedros came in and was like, "It's the panel's just informal. The vote's informal. I make the final decisions." And for all of these reasons, I have decided that it's the global monkeypox outbreak represents. Global yeah, hold on a second. I'm playing his audio real quick. For all of these reasons, I have decided that the global monkeypox outbreak represents a public health emergency of international concern. Yeah, what a crook. It's, well, that's the Sorry, I didn't realize you were doing that. I had no sound. Sorry about that. That's okay. I just didn't know. <laughs> this monkeypox thing is so weird to me. And then, of course, we saw it come out. I don't know if you saw this, but I think Marjorie Taylor Greene called it out, and she's like, in response to cases of children, two children in the U.S. being reported to have monkeypox. She's saying, how are kids having monkeypox? This needs to be investigated. I thought this was from anal sex. So what the fuck? Right? Yeah, exactly. I, I had the same thing. I think I do remember seeing that over the weekend. And I was like, that's a really good question. Yeah, it's so weird. This monkeypox narrative. They're going to the, spin that narrative and they're going to be like, oh, well, it's not just... This is how you get you get fear into a population is you target one specific part of that population with yeah. fear. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that the gay community has been overrun with fear for decades with HIV and all of the Which Fauci you know, was inexplicably inexplic inexplicably involved with. Right. And so Same you narrative. put that fear in. Mm -hmm. And that, that fear is kind of always in the back of your mind. Yeah. It never leaves. And so then you perpetrate that fear with something else. You get it started, and then pretty soon you just keep spreading that fear. And you keep adding other factors onto it. There were no monkeypox cases in kids before the vaccine was given to kids. Exactly. Uh, it's just weird, though. The whole gay part of the narrative with monkeypox is like, really kind of stumping me. I don't get it. And it's the you know same I, as AIDS, I, I guess, right? I think that it's exactly what I what I just suggested it was, where you perpetrate one, you target one specific part of society. In this case, they targeted the gay community. And you start spreading that fear within that community. But I wonder and then once how. How do they target them with monkeypox, though? You know, how? By saying that it's spread through anal sex. My understanding of monkeypox is has absolutely nothing to do with sex at all. They're open source. It's and much like smallpox. And that's the thing. Where it's I don't, open source and it's... I don't have any hard data in front of me to justify any of this monkeypox narrative, except like... I really I think don't. They, what I, think, I think that they either took smallpox or monkeypox and injected it into people through the vaccine, through use of the vaccines... Or, and it's creating sores, and I have a feeling that they're perpetrating. Now, is this well, transmittable through 
the oozing of open sores because that's how smallpox and stuff gets transmitted. That's how these yeah. pox viruses get spread is by the transmission of body fluids. Yeah, or it might not touching. It might not necessarily be in the vaccine as much as people's immune systems being so compromised that it just comes up as. I don't shingles think it has stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think it has anything to do with being spread through the gay community. I don't think unless they specifically targeted the gay community with vaccines that contained that. Is there some kind of genetic difference between gay people and I don't straight think people? So. I don't, I, don't, I don't I don't know. I mean, be, I don't know the I genetics know. on that. But I, no I I don't think that this is organic, right? No, this seems I, I like they're They targeted in some form or fashion they targeted one part of society. In this case, they targeted the gay community. Um when it was SARS-CoV-2, they targeted the elderly community. I think it's part of to just cause more division as well. Exactly. Like, gay people aren't clean. Get away from us, like type stuff. Like right. I don't. Um, I honestly communal. don't think it has anything to do with being gay. I don't think it has anything to do with anal intercourse. I'm sure it could be. I don't know. Who um, knows? And you know what? I'm sorry, but people may not want to hear this, but there are a lot of straight people that do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, this is not. I'm sorry. If this is how it is being spread then it's not just a problem in the gay community because there's a lot of straight people who do that too. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. Who out there hasn't watched porn, right? Unfortunately, <laughs> too many people, yeah. Right. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's they're targeting a certain have, individuals. I meant too many people watch porn is what I meant by that. Yeah, they do. I agree yeah. 100%. And it's dirty and it's disgusting. and It's it not has, good. It's not no good for your. It's not good for your health. No, actually. it's not good for your health at all. It's not yeah. good for your mental health. It's not. It's terrible. It's garbage, is what it is. Yeah. But I really think that I think a lot of it is propaganda. Yeah, this whole thing seems off to me. Like the empirical evidence available just isn't there for me. I have a hard time following their narrative without it, and I'm highly skeptical skeptical about everything coming out about this monkeypox narrative so we'll see where it goes and how it develops but uh do you want to end it here do you want to cover the only other thing that i wanted so the next story i just want to keep it real brief and real short let's go it says medical schools risk accreditation for not teaching anti-racism competencies med group warns so um the new curriculum standards that were coming out for medical colleges or medical universities are that they're going to be required to teach students to identify systems of power privilege and oppression systems like white privilege heterosexism and ableism and their impacts on health outcomes so these are dei competencies the diversity equity and inclusion standards they're using for this so they're brainwashing um our new and upcoming medical professionals so for those of you out there which is probably most of you like me who already has a healthy skepticism of the medical field as it sits right now after watching what's happened the last couple years this is only going to get worse and i wouldn't be surprised to see them denying people care so right now you have like let's say donor lists right and they're they're put on there by the 
in the order that they're received. So, you know, um, if you were added to that list and somebody comes in and they're after you, they get added to that list after you, so on and so forth. Now you're going to see it doesn't matter how long you've been on that list. You could be on that list for two years, but let's say that a black female comes in, has the same problem as you, and she gets put on that list. Now she's going to be bumped ahead of you. Hmm. doesn't matter if she's been on there for two days. So this is the kind of thing that we're going to start seeing is these DEI standards being utilized based on whatever criteria. And maybe this black woman gets added to the list and then gets bumped out by a transgender black woman, right? Yeah. Like you're, I mean, whatever standards they're going to use or... They might just use your social credit score. They very well could. And so you're going to... Prioritize people who have the higher scores because they are more important to society. But they've published... The American Medical Association has got published a health equity report last fall that called for politically correct changes to medical language, such as replacing vulnerable with oppressed. Why are we using these terms in health? It's brainwashing. It has nothing to do with health. Oh. So this is going to be, this. these are most likely going to be the new standards for um, up and coming medical professionals. Keep that in mind. Nurses, doctors. I see... I see Surgeons. older older doctors who are influential have these ideas in just seared into their minds already as well where yeah. they're woke and they're weird and they're following the narrative so I think a lot of people are going to disconnect from this and uh, they already are like look at us I mean we don't participate right. in a lot of this to as much as we can and hopefully that'll be enough to stop it because they do need cooperation and funding and all this so that's one way and to fight it they need they need our consent and as long as we keep consenting to this stuff and sitting back and doing nothing we're gonna have this problem it's not gonna stop until we stop it until we say no more we're yeah. not playing your game and we need other people like those police officers in Kenley, North Carolina. This is no, we're not playing this game anymore. We're done. Yeah. We all need to do that. Yeah. It's so crazy, man. The extent at which our society has been brainwashed and these things have been implemented through all of our schools from cradle to grave essentially is alarming. Yeah. And it's going to take a long time to heal, but we have to start we somewhere. We do. And you know what? It's going to be. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be hard. And it's something that has to be done. The problem is, is that people have chosen comfort over right and wrong. Yeah, or safety. or Sa you know. Yeah, they've chosen safety and comfort. We just want to go back to normal. There is no normal anymore. Nothing about this is normal. Nothing about what any of this, was, what we're seeing, is any sorts of normal. Right. Anyway, so. man, what a day. And you guys, there's so much going on in the world uh, from protests around the world. Man, just so much. Um, yeah. We've got Durham. We've got just all this stuff going on. So tune in tonight for the Daily Dose with Joshua Reed at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we'll see you then. 
And other than that, we'll be back again tomorrow morning. Same bat place, same bat time for more coffee with the Red Pill family. So join us then, please. And thank you, everybody there on Rumble for getting us uh, past our 17 Rumble mark. We appreciate that. Woohoo! And yeah, go ahead. I was just going to remind, let everybody know that we will not be having morning coffee next Monday. So that will be canceled. I don't know about the daily dose. That's on Josh. I assume we're still having that. And it's, um, I know he'll be coming back from the camping trip or maybe he's still camping during that time. But as far as I know, the daily dose schedule has not changed. If it does, that'll be posted, but we will not be having morning coffee next Monday. Yeah. For sure. Or it makes you think on Saturday, this upcoming yes. Saturday. Yeah. Um, yep. I got to get out of Dodge. <laughs> So, um, what else do we got? What else do we got? I think that's pretty much it. That's it. And that's um, that. I think that Josh is going to try to live stream Fringe, but maybe from the campground on Friday. So he is leaving on Wednesday to go camping uh, for the Red Pill camping trip. And, um, you know, if you're going to that and you haven't RSVP'd, on the social red pill, you might want to do that. Um, or if you're interested in finding out more, it does start on Wednesday. I believe it's set Wednesday through Monday. Yeah. Um, but I think there are some people who are maybe staying a little bit longer. Yeah, Nate's already right. probably there. Maybe. I don't yep. know. I think I did see Nate say that he was already at the campground. He'll be there all week. Uh, we're not, unfortunately, able to go. So my husband has to work. Can't get yeah. out of it. <laughs> Yeah, Jobs so happen. everyone enjoy that if you're going. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. yeah, so we'll see you guys later this week with more morning coffee and daily doses as the week goes. I talked to Jason. He may be joining for the daily dose later this week. Uh, if we have to fill in for Josh, we'll uh, I'll jump in with Jason and we'll bring you guys your daily dose. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope it works out. We'll see uh, how things kind of shake out. But uh, we're looking forward to it, and thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, We look forward to hearing from you and all of that. So uh, I'll see you over there on the Social Red Pill, socialredpill.com, free social network. If you want to go join us there, please do. But that's all we got for today, everybody. Thank you so much. Have a great day, and God bless. And thank you, Andrea, as always. Of course. Bye, guys.